Facebook is back working great. Jesus is still roasting marshmallows on Satan's body during the end times. Making s'mores. Mmm. <laughs> Glory.
Christ's glory.
Let's get higher on love together corporately than ever before. Let's spread out over the mountains and give all civilization a drink. Let everything that has breath drink the living water.
My cat's discerning the viewer's spirits right now. My cat has spiritual ability. Big time. city 
the glory touches your hearts and does a mighty work of joy and peace and healing and love deep within your hearts today. A greater divine energy than you've ever known before. <clears throat> Holy Ghost. <laughs> and get them really drunk too. Get them completely out of their natural senses into their spiritual senses. Mm. Your spirit's so built up in love that you're completely out of the flesh and no longer in it. Much more living like an archangel than a mammal. <laughs> we grow in divine love until there's literally nothing left of us that's human. Jesus did. Jesus grew for 33 years until the Father took him and his last drop of human blood was poured out on the altar and he was transfigured into celestial flesh. And in the same way, we also, by divine love, raising us up higher in our hearts and minds every day, will be transfigured into celestial flesh. just working in the spirit or working in the flesh healing all flesh dropping our leaves down from the tops of the mountains removing all the false coverings with our falling leaves golden leaves Father, I pray that every person gets the revelation of the city of David on the top of the seven mountains and seeing it clearly in the spirit and living from that city above the flesh of the seven mountains and drawing all their strength and power from the water of the temple of that city. city. Mm -hmm. Amen. <laughs> 
of the seven mountains. And it's washing down through all flesh. We have become the spiritual covering of the world, as predicted in Scripture. The key now is everyone drinking by breathing and ascending and rising without anything holding them down into the dirt. Every day rising by drinking living water coming from above. Let there be a thousandfold increase of living water from our, from our temple and through our whole city and through all souls in the world drinking and rising to our city and our temple. One last day city, one last day temple. It's the tabernacle of David. Yeah. May your spirits start living and communing out of that temple, going in and out, traveling into, throughout, and amongst the city. by the water temple. Let everyone thirsty in the world be given a drink angelically.
been soaking from all the warfare, getting every wound healed in our hearts and minds and flesh. so healthy in your heart that you become clean and clear and crystal and your love will gush out of your heart through every layer of your soul touching everyone and transforming everyone angelically that's when you share in the divine nature partakers of the divine nature. When your very nature is the outrain brilliance of the light being, the exact representation of the invisible God, radiant love, shines
quietness, stillness, entering the rest of God. of peace today. You can drink it.
several interesting things the Spirit told me today. That high and lofty mountain that Satan brought Jesus to that overlooked all the kingdoms of this world. And Satan said, if you bow down and worship me, Jesus, I will give you all of this. And Jesus said, get behind me, Satan, for you shall worship only the Lord your God. Amen? And when Jesus died on the cross, he got that inheritance. That's why it's written, Satan was defeated at the cross. So that if anyone now consistently bows to Jesus, they inherit the kingdoms of this world. Before Jesus, it was a bowing to Satan. Now in Christ, it's a constant bowing of our souls, our flesh, the brain, to Christ to inherit the kingdoms of this world. And so I was seeing the kingdoms of this world and I saw lights inside every room in the mountain of this universe and the lights are human spirits. And you look into the rooms of the seven mountains and the mountains are made of human flesh and blood. And inside flesh and blood in every room there is like a candle light. And that's the light of the human spirit. And so from the top of the mountain now, we're energizing every human spirit to come out of the caves of the mountains. That's the Great Awakening. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and billions will. All human spirits are continuously energized from the high and very high mountain. Satan used to sit in that place, but he doesn't anymore. You can say, oh, Jesus sits in that place. I tell you what, it's a place that you had to get to by constantly yielding to Christ in you. <laughs> you read Revelation, there were things in the high places that were not Jesus, not Christian at all. The most demonic entities of all time have been in those high places over the mountains. Babylon the Great was built by witchcraft, manipulating flesh and blood and keeping the spirit dormant inside and unknown inside every human body in the world for thousands of years. And now the spirit will come alive by those that have overcome the world, by the blood of the Lamb, the word of their testimony, and not lo loving their lives even unto death. <laughs> a constant bowing to Christ in you that has lifted our souls to the top of the very high mountain. Glory. And so for, for everyone whose spirit is trapped inside flesh and blood at this moment, the answer is drink the living waters. The living water make your spirit come alive and it crucifies the flesh. Not in a painful way, but in a glorious, wonderful, peaceful way. Peace is the crucifixion of flesh. The fruits of the spirit are the evidence of someone whose brain is yielding to Christ in their spirit. The fruits of the Spirit themselves crucify all flesh with Christ. 
to have only Eden on earth, with no fallen angel fruits in any flesh. Amen. The reason the Holy Spirit is releasing this peace is because of what He's preparing us for as a body. The mysteries that are coming. How do I know? Because many of us in the inner tribe have started experiencing it as God is prepping our hearts and our spirits to receive the the greatest glory that's ever been released. Look, even John, when he received all of Revelation, and even Daniel, when he received the end times vision, they both fell as though dead. And Daniel received it. It says he was asleep. But his spirit was plucked out of him while he was asleep and he was stood before the Lord and shown the vision. And even in his sleeping spirit, his spirit was still trembling. (laughs) And John too, a hand lifted him up so that he could stand under the fullness of the presence of God. Our flesh... Our flesh is not even able to comprehend the great day of the Lord that's approaching. It's not even able to look at it. And so when your senses, when you're... Here's, here's what will happen. Your, your mind, your senses, your sight, every, every you know, way that we interact with the physical realm is being trained so that we can discern the things of the spirit realm that are taking place. But what will happen is you can enter into fear or you can enter into the holiness. So when when this mystery glory continues to release, there's a place of discomfort because you've relied on your physical vision your entire life. You've relied on your mind, not the mind of Christ, your whole life. You've been programmed by the beast system to, to approach life that way. But being drawn into the depths of this living water, this is why the peace is important, so that you can be at peace in pieces. <laughs> that literally your spirit can be brought into the place the Lord is taking you. At peace in pieces or Pisces, fish underwater. (laughs) That's right. Even the angels, when they have approached the prophets of God, have said, have no fear. There's an inherent fear and trembling that strikes our flesh, that strikes our nature just by gazing at it. So we have to enter the place of having no fear. Being perfect in love. He's building a foundation for us to be able to receive this, these experiences from. And really what it is, is it's a tearing down of the prison of religion and the beast system that boxed us into it from the day of our very birth. We have to evolve, we have to transform 
fresh mountain, crystal clear living water that sparkles. Fill your barrels with it, fresh from the third temple, outpouring from the city of David, down all the mountains of the world, crystal clear living water. Drink it for your town, drink it for your family, drink it for your city and nation, all of it, to be purified from all unrighteousness. crystal clear bright living water and I see mountains gushing with this water right now in spiritual vision so I'm going to share some verses about drinking <laughs> whoa perfect oh there's so many 118 verses just in the passion translation half the bible about drinking alone Jesus. Revelation 21.6 And he said to me, It has been accomplished, for I am the Aleph and the Tav, the beginning and the end. I will give water to all who are thirsty as my gracious gift. They will continuously drink from the fountain of living water. We're building a temple for the fountain of living water. And we're building a city around the fountain. (laughs) Open everyone's eyes to see clearly what the apostles and prophets are doing over this world right now. And give every Christian and everyone that's called to the temple and called to the city the same exact blueprint that we can work in unity in the living water. Let all envy and strife be removed as everyone gets prophetic revelation and spiritual vision of the building of the city of David and the temple of Ezekiel and the living water. The fountain of living water is inside Ezekiel's temple. You see it filling the whole city. And everyone in the city are those that have overcome the world by relying on the Holy Spirit and no spirit in the world. These are the friends of the Holy Spirit that live exclusively from His energy, His power, His word, and His kingdom that He shared with us from Jesus Christ. (laughs) Amen. The Spirit is doing all this work through people that obey Him. 
<laughs> Glory. Revelation 22:17. Come, says the Holy Spirit and the Bride, in divine duet. Let everyone who hears this duet join them in saying, Come. Let everyone gripped with spiritual thirst say, Come. And let everyone who craves the gift of living water come and drink it freely. It is my gift to you. Come. Come and drink. The living water is the glory. And the fountain is our hearts combined to release Eden from within in the spiritual building over the earth. <laughs> it's the total removing of Satan and his angels over all flesh in the world. I look at the seven mountains as all flesh, the abilities of flesh, and then above the seven mountains you've had Jezebel riding the seven-headed beast, which is the power of witchcraft and manipulation and selfishness. Mm -hmm. All of that flesh activity, whether it's done in religion or rebellion, has fallen angels fathering those works. It's the father of flesh. It's the father of rebellion. It's the father of religion. It's the father of lies. But when you rely on the springs of the waters of life, John 7:38, to gush out of you in John 4, and it brings your whole heart and mind up above the flesh. There's a consciousness above the flesh called the mind of Christ, a rainbow over the ark of the seven spirits of God, of the mind of the spirit, of someone who's no longer controlled by the brain, the animal brain, but now controlled by the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ is fully in the river, and you can renew your mind to rely on the river and have that mind of Christ as much as you want every day, as much as you'll sacrifice yourself. And the, the measure you sacrifice yourself is the measure the living waters will carry you up into elevations above your natural ability, above the flesh, so that you begin to confront the principalities that are they've been ruling over the flesh for thousands of years and we've been doing that for a very long time until the realm over flesh is no longer controlled by fallen angels but the seven stars of the archangels of Jesus Christ and when that happens and that's been happening and we're transitioning into a time where that's the only thing happening everyone's free to ascend above their flesh into the angelic sphere of their promised land to live in angelic ability, to live in angelic ecstasy, to live in the living waters, to live in the city of David. Everyone lives in the city of David who has overcome the flesh by their souls constantly drinking the living water. And that city become more real to them than all the selfishness and greed and abominations of Satan and those covering principalities that you've suffered under in Babylon the Great your whole lives. Those spiritual forces of wickedness that you felt every day of life under the curse on earth will be no more, and you will feel the blessing of Jesus, the blessing of the manifesting sons of God, and the blessing of the city of David, and the blessing of the water temple reigning living water, mountain water, gushing down through all flesh into all spirit life of all nations, tribes, and tongues continuously, now 
and forevermore. Amen. There's a rest in the living water. Because it's not based on your soul's ability. It's actually the surrender of your soul to another person's soul. The soul of Christ. The mind of Christ. That's the rock that water gushed out from. Amen? And water gushed from the rock. It's written in the New Testament and the Old. And that water... And that rock is Christ. And you can always drink it. And it will turn your rock, your brain, into a rock that gushes living water. Every brain that has living water gushing through it, that person is a member of the third temple. The temple made with living stones of living waters. That's the sure evidence that you're participating in the works of Christ and what God the Father is doing in this generation. That there's living waters gushing from your rock, gushing from your living stones, gushing from your souls and your brains. And everyone can drink from you. As they drink from you, they transform. And there's an elevation. As they drink, they rise from the dead. Everyone that drinks the living waters is raised from the dead. So good. And they're only raised from the dead and harvested if they drink the living water. And no one is actually harvested into anything unless they rise above the flesh and become citizens of the city of David. Mm-hmm. Holy, holy, holy. Thank you, Father. I think it's important in this time we even <clears throat> just revisit Ezekiel 47. I want to paint a quick picture and then show you something else here. Why do we call it the water temple? Because at the beginning of chapter 47 of Ezekiel, the water is issuing from below the, the very threshold, from the very foundations of the temple, is the water coming forth. How does the water come forth from the temple? unless there's water in the temple, <laughs> right? So we have the, that fountain of water proceeding from the temple. Now, Ezekiel is brought out different distances into the river, Ezekiel 47, the river of God. And for every, uh, every 1,000 cubits is a different depth. First, it's uh, ankle-deep water that he's put into. Next, it's knee-deep water. Then it's waist-deep. And finally, he gets to a point far enough into the depths of the river that it's water that can be swam in and it's water that cannot be crossed. What does that mean? Here's the picture that I, I was given today about this river. When it was to the depths that it could not be crossed on foot, it no longer was a place where you could rely on your on your feet to take you there. The water became so deep it was almost like it, there was a never-ending depth in the river. And you had to enter the depth of God in order to cross through and to cross into this place. 
this is where he's taking us. So many of us are stuck in the ankle-deep water, for, first if we're in the river at all, but we're in the ankle-deep. We just got our feet in, and guess what? Our souls are just going to be saved by the soles of our feet. Amen? <laughs> but we want full immersion. We want a place where we're in the current of God and in His power, where the fullness lies. And it's interesting because then it goes on to say uh, that Ezekiel was led back to the bank of the river and as he went back, I saw on the bank of the river very many trees on one side and another. And he said to me, um, they talk about freshening the waters, but where I wanted to uh, get to here was on the banks on both sides of the river, there will grow all kinds of trees for their food. Their leaves will not wither nor their fruit fail. But they will bear fresh fruit every month because the water for them flows from the sanctuary, the temple. Their fruit will be for food and their leaves for healing. So we've got these rivers, we've got these banks, and on the banks are the trees. And the trees are for the healing of the nations. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> the trees of life. This is also in the book of Revelation. The water flows from the throne down the river of the street of gold as a river. And the, there's the trees for the healing of the nations. Now check this out. Let me plug you into something else. We just read Ezekiel 47, portions of it. What does Jeremiah 47 say? Thus says the Lord, Behold, waters are rising out of the north and shall become an overflowing torrent. They shall overflow the land and all that fills it the city and those who dwell in it. Men shall cry out, and every inhabitant of the land shall wail. And the noise, the noise of the stomping of the hoofs of his stallions, and the rushing of his chariots, and the rumblings of their wheels, the fathers look not back to their children, so feeble are their hands. Their flesh is weak. Because of the day that is coming to destroy all the Philistines. Basically to, to destroy all unbelieving flesh. This is a picture of the day of the Lord. And it's the water that proceeds out of the water temple of the north. I want to plug in one other thing here. Just to, going back to those banks of the river really quick. Because all of these prophets were seeing different pieces of the same vision. And when you connect them, you get the full you start to get the full picture here. Daniel chapter 12. Then I Daniel looked and behold, two others stood one on this bank of the stream and one 
on that bank of the stream. And someone said to the man clothed in linen who was above the waters of the stream, How long shall it be till the end of these wonders? And I heard the man clothed in linen who was above the waters of the stream. He raised his right hand and his left hand towards heaven and swore to him who lives forever that it would be for time, times and half a time and that when the shattering of the power of the holy people comes to an end, all these things would be finished. I heard it, but I did not understand. And then it goes on and they, they seal up the word. <clears throat> but it's interesting that there were men clothed in linen on the banks of the river. Why did Daniel see men Ezekiel saw trees. Mm. Jeremiah saw chariots, horses. <laughs> Glory. The full picture. The full unveiling of the book of Revelation. The seals being opened, the trumpets being sounded. The men clothed in white on their white horses, on their chariots. And being plugged into the roots of the tree of life, and connected to the very stream to bring healing to the nations. That's where we're at, and that's what we're entering in this very hour. Fullness. brightness of the throne of God will be revealed from Zion inside the temple as we sanctify this world with living water constantly in form 
the city of David, the tabernacle of David, through spiritual drinking, through people who get thirsty for the glory and begin to overcome all the flesh. And the last part of the flesh to overcome is the most deceptive part where most millions, tens of millions, have, have not yet overcome in the charismatic church that is still under the principality of Jezebel. It's incredibly deceptive, and there's a reason why so few have overcome Jezebel, because it's extreme high-level deceptive false prophetics, where it's all the correct forms of apostolic and prophetic. I mean, literally everything promised land, but still in the wilderness. And, I mean, it's Satan's last attempt to keep tens of millions of people from entering the city of David and the water temple of Ezekiel. And that breaking of the mighty waters is the breaking of so many millions that are going to realize there's a much higher reality to live in in the glory of God. This blueprint will set the whole world free. And God was telling me today, he's like, almost treat everyone as though there's never been a Christianity before. As if there's no such thing as Christian or non-Christian. Doesn't matter if you're charismatic. Doesn't matter if you have gifts. Most people have used the gifts for themselves anyway. So nothing that's been done before matters. It's like starting with a complete and total blank slate in the whole world. And all that matters is the city of David resting on the seven mountains and the water temple gushing through this city and washing all flesh and all that matters now are those who drink and those that rise and take up citizenship in the city of living water and are sourced from the temple of living water it's not just a new expression for Christianity it's a new heavens and a new earth where righteousness divine love dwells so the main thing that's been a blockage all these years of ministering the living water are, is Christian information. So God's saying completely start over a clean slate. I'm not throwing out the Bible, but you're going to have to throw out most of your interpretations that aren't completely saturated with the living water glory of God. Because the living water will, will illuminate the scriptures to you in such a way as if you've never read the Bible before. It'd be new, it'd be fresh, it'd be angelic, it'd be childlike, it'll be food to you. It'll be literally angelic food. The Word of God will get so energized in your heart, it becomes like fiery coals. The solid meat of the Word, where you're putting literal fire from God's heart into your heart, and not just a, a dry, dead letter, you're not just reading a book, but you're becoming the Word. <laughs> The living word is being completely manifest inside your very blood. It's cleansing and making your blood sparkle. It's very important that we understand blood. The life is in the blood and the river of life is the blood of Jesus for our blood. Another thing the Father was talking to me about today. What makes us greater than the angels? The only difference between us and the angels is blood. Well. Angels are spirits that have souls, and they even have stars. They have all lights, they have all of that stuff from God, but what they don't have is blood. 
and Jesus' blood is ultimate for the healing of the bloodlines of the nations. So the blood is what defeated Satan at the cross. And his blood flowing through our veins is what causes all the fallen angels to be defeated. And what causes the holy angels to serve the blood of Jesus that's flowing through our veins and arteries. You ask Jesus into your heart, you better have his blood, because that's the cup of the new covenant. That's the only evidence of salvation, is if his blood is flowing through your blood. The living water is also the blood of Jesus. From his side poured out water, oil, and the blood, there was a separation. <laughs> the water is part of the blood. And you put the water in your blood, and you have the blood of Jesus in your bones. Amen. It's a full activation of His transfigured flesh when you drink His living water. It's a complete reset of humanity in the bloodlines. And it's already transpired, and you see a little evidence of this bloodline cleansing happening worldwide. You see, you know, the royal family in Great Britain pretty much renouncing their British royalty mm -hmm. and shocking Great Britain yesterday and moving to America to be their own thing. It's a boiling of the bloodlines and a restoration of the blood of the world, of all nations, tribes and tongues, to the royalty of Jesus' blood. And how many of y'all know that your blood changes into His blood and you are divine royalty to the measure you've drank His cup? That's the measure that you've become His flesh, the Word made flesh, living epistles, God-inspired beings on earth living no longer for self, but for the Father, and having the Son fully formed in us to become His literal offspring, and the angels are enforcing our royalty now upon flesh. And when the waters begin to wash all flesh, it's automatic. There can't be resistance. The waters remove the resistance. The waters first deal with the principalities on the top of the mountains, and they're dealt with. They're dealt with. All the nations are feeling drops of waters. It'll turn into streams, rivers, and then Jeremiah 47, a torrent of living water, which is an unstoppable force of river power. And it will stream from the top of the mountain. And that's when it's complete and total control of society. And we're going there fast. Because it just takes a little of that corrosive living water to break through the cities and people to hear the word, drink the word, drink the water, rise, get the blueprint, hear the prophetic word, and renew their minds prophetically and be so built up with prophetic revelation to live in this city. And your mind begins to unlock and the amnesia walls come down in your soul. You begin to remember what it's like to be a living being and to live fully in the spirit and have dominion over all flesh. And that world becomes more real than the natural world, and that's the removal of the curse of the fall. And so it's all coming together now, the full reverse of the curse, simply by the living water.
And that torrent is exactly <clears throat> what I was talking about. The torrent is coming. The torrent of the glory stream, the glory river. And you have to be comfortable being in the depths of the river of God the Father and not trusting in your own means to navigate through it. It's, it's so important. Hmm. Living in mystery. Because mm-hmm. your brain's literally metamorphosizing and losing control. So you feel like you're losing this world, and you are, and you're gaining the kingdom world. But we deal with a continuous sanctification in our brain that we're always, in a way, stupid to the natural realm and smart to the glory realm that presents itself like a little innocent child, like an innocent angel. Because the brain, which has been the idolatry of the world for so long, has to be transformed to be controlled by the river. And that process is not so much painful as it is humiliating in front of people that value the flesh's ability. And the sacrifice of the flesh of our brain for the spirit ability is a cocoon of fire in the brain so that you feel like you're melting. <laughs> and it can be very pleasurable. It can be an ecstasy the whole time. Where, where the discomfort and the pain comes in is our resistance to the Spirit. For those transfiguring right now, we're going to make it pleasurable. It can be fun. Yeah. It doesn't need to be painful. It's only painful because of our pride. We're going to so remove pride that it's very pleasurable that everyone will want to transform because it feels good to transform. Being cocooned in the glory and the love of the Father feels so good for the soul that everyone will desire to be cocooned by His love. And I can see it as butter, like caterpillars cocooned in these white orbs on the mountains. <laughs> and the temple and the angels taking care of you when you're in a cocoon state. Because when you're in a cocoon state, you're vulnerable. You're literally in a state of just burning, like in a furnace. And your, your mental faculties aren't fully there. And I feel like, I've honestly felt like that since I got permawacked in 2008 where there has been just this constant cocooning and uncomfortable and the in, a, in the natural realm it's almost like you're mentally retarded because there's such a severe chains, change going on in the flesh and that's part of the pioneering process for metamorphosis it will become more and more normal and it become more and more clear be more and more less com- uh, less uncomfortable too until people will just set up and I can see caterpillars of human souls, the brain being lifted up to the tops of the mountains and then you have wisdom's fabric being sewn around the brain. Wisdom's silk. Hmm. Like the silkworm. And it's just perfectly sewn all throughout the soul and it completely heals the soul. And when the silk is completely spun around the soul, then emerges the butterfly of the mind of Christ, the perfection of God's soul formed in every one of you. But that's a procedure of surgery, angelically, that takes place by the living water in a constant feeding of living water. People can stop receiving living water. 
but I believe they can repent and return to living water and then also resume the metamorphosis process of the Romans 12 to be transfigured by the renewing of your mind. <laughs> and you bake in the light of the morning star, you bake in the light of God's throne. And you're washed and you're nourished and you're taken care of and you're perfectly fathered. And that's the place of metamorphosis where you learn to fully rely on God in 0% of the old Adamic nature. And you emerge a completely new creature. You're not born again, that creature. Mm -mm, that's not what the Bible teaches. That's something you have to willingly go into the threads of wisdom and get spun and get completely cocooned. Very few Christians choose the cocoon. Most are content with the carnal mind and just have fire insurance with their spirit, with a little Jesus in their spirit deep down inside. But if you go all the way, you'll transfigure physically on the mountaintops into different creatures. It's always been available. And some men and women throughout history have done it. Amen. How about this? A generation that is entirely cocooned. How about how so many of us go to the mountaintops that we cocoon the whole planet and we hatch the earth into a new earth by being so metamorphosized so wrapped in the silk of love and wisdom. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Father, for doing it. And for everyone that volunteers in the day of your power. In Jesus' name. all those that rest in their cocoon right now. They can just snuggle up with each other's cocoons, cuddling on the mountaintops as we're all cocooning in the same divine love glory, burning on the mountaintops, burning in the light of His glory, burning in the fire of love, There's a corporate intensification as more people yield to the cocoon of love fire. Just say, I'm all in for complete metamorphosis and I will not abort my transfiguration for any temptation in this world. <laughs> I'm all in. <laughs> <laughs> today. The light of the cocooned ones shining down below in the valley, revealing <clears throat> hope that there is more up above, above what you think, above what you know, and above what you've experienced in the past. There's much, much more. All will be revealed 
in the light on the tops of the mountains. Amen. Mm -hmm. I just prophesy over you listening and watching that you would become even more infused with divine love and begin beaming and radiating the love of God everywhere you go in every moment of your day and in every moment while you sleep that your dreams are literally cutting down the demonic with the light inside of you shining so bright that you begin to start walking with a light shield around you like you're a really really big bug zapper so the bugs critters and opposition can't even affect you it can't it can't affect the love that you walk in but it zaps them <laughs> living arcs Proverbs 8.1 Can't you hear the voice of wisdom from the top of the mountains? <laughs> Glory. Uh, can't you hear the voice of wisdom from the top of the mountains of influence she speaks into the gateways of the glorious city at the place where pathways merge, at the entrance of every portal. There she stands, ready to impart understanding, shouting aloud to all who enter, preaching her sermon to all who will listen. Proverbs 8.1, Passion. Who will listen to wisdom? Who will receive her words and join her on the mountaintops? And you'll cocoon in the city of David, and there'll be walls of protection around you, angel power beyond imagination to protect you. You take the leap of faith to rise, let go of the things of this world, let go of everything you think is good or evil, and rise into the glory of an unknown city that God has prepared for you. Every day will shout from, and preach from the top of the mountains the words of wisdom until everyone fills this city and the whole world. And there's only one city here. The city of David. In Jesus' name. Mm -hmm. Partner with wisdom. Partner with the mountaintops. Partner with everyone cocooning to spread this message worldwide. Ask the Holy Spirit what you can do to support Red Letter Ministries as we preach this message to thousands of people over all over the world. We're in 195 nations broadcasting this message right now 
through the internet. It's a trumpet call to support what God's doing now in the world. To support and sow into a higher level of glory than the world has ever known. A higher blueprint. A higher reality. To come out of the earthly and join the angelic heavenly realm. You want to put your finances in that realm so that your heart will value that realm and rise up into that realm. The third temple will receive all the gifts, all the offerings of all the nations that receive living water. It is written, Start now in the early days of the establishment of the third temple and the tabernacle of David by partnering with Red Letter Ministries at redletterman.com. And be blessed. Amen. See you guys tomorrow.